0: Hey, this is Wanderlust Zen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast. The podcast all about things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. With me today, somewhere in a basement studio bunker on the West Coast is, with me is Katharina. Hello. And Roger... Hey, hey. Our guest host at large. <laughs> All right. And so today we want to share with you, our listeners, the most beautiful places we've ever visited. Hopefully what makes this interesting is beauty, as you know, is kind of in the eye of the, be- the beholder. And the world is big and full of things like glaciers, mountains, wild animals, and also some pretty impressive man-made structures so what's under
1: because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, this is an audio podcast so I was like turn on your descriptive powers right now yeah I
0: yeah. try to paint a picture
1: that's good I try to
0: paint a picture but sometimes and we'll should post
2: be, pictures it should, be, too.
0: it should be it should be beautiful shiny glistening right. <laughs> glaciers and <laughs> not dull ones right not dull I ones exactly got
2: shivers Thinking of the cold at a glacier.
0: Yeah, now we have to do ASMR while we're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's on our list of beautiful places worth visiting? Find out after the sponsor break. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, We've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. So another podcast, some more suggestions. While some of us like to visit urban centers, um <coughs> me, yeah. um, others have different paths of visiting and relaxing, which we don't talk often enough about. So we're going to fix that and we're going to offer some great places to visit and possibly chill. And since we have Roger, once again, our co-host at large back, I'm going to let you start oh, the conversation. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Yes, so in a, I, I kind of commented before that this is a, an audio podcast, but we'll do our best to kind of create Paint the, the picture, mood. Yeah. Uh, I can't start without telling somebody else's story. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Rush, and I don't know why, but they are. And the drummer, uh, they, there's a story once where they they performed live um, in Brazil among like maybe mm-hmm. 250 thousand million people, wow, and it started to rain. And it was an outdoor concert. And, you know, with electric equipment and rain. But these guys are like pros, so they had everything waterproofed. But what was interesting is as the sun went down and as the uh, the light started to kind of filter through the the water droplets, mm-hmm. the drummer, Neil Peart, he would hit the drum heads and then water, because water would oh, collect on the drum uh-huh. head, and water would splash up uh-huh. in multicolors. Oh, and wow. then That's when cool. he was playing, he was mesmerized by his own uh, like kind of water show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so and cool. he said to him, he said in a, in a kind of memoir, he said, like, this is really sort of like... Uh, I'm I'm not I'm floating. This is such an amazing experience right now and I feel like I'm in another world because he felt like he was in the middle of a of a of a fireworks display. It's
0: like visualizing your own sound.
1: Yeah. It was he just and he's he said it way better than I do because he's a lyricist and he's excellent and smart. Right? But uh yeah, it, to get started, I thought I'd steal somebody else's story, but um does anybody want to go first? Because I just kind of went first, but they want to tell their story. <laughs> well, I, that's, that's well, tell us about a okay, place. So, yeah. okay, so <laughs> Not okay, just I'm going to continue. <laughs> no, but, well, it was his place, but mine is related. That's why I okay. wanted, okay, so let me talk about that. Well, now so, you have to
0: finish it up because right. now you set up the stage.
1: Right. Um, I think there's a theme to my stories uh, about beautiful places, and to me, they're never like the looking at, Uh, some kind of iconic structure or some picturesque landscape, at least for me. It was never like that. It was always something that was tied to either a relationship or tied to uh, a mood or some kind of happenstance event, something that happened and maybe something more serendipitous happened after that. So here I am. I'm uh, 21 years old. I'm in Taiwan for the first time in my life uh, in this uh, language program Uh, I was there for the whole summer. Um, I had to wear suits. Um, But what was really wonderful about this program is they took care of you. We, We traveled north and south throughout the whole island, visited about maybe 20 cities. And... Uh well, uh, that's a lot of cities. It, it's an island. It is. And we I think I hit all of them. Right. Wow. <laughs> and uh what was really cool is one one of the places we visited was um a place in the middle kind of east coast and I know you're going to talk about the east coast of Taiwan so I'm not going to totally steal it but there was yeah, Taroko, that's right. Yeah. So good. Um but I was talking about, um, there's an Alishan township is a mountain oh. uh area and in Jiayi County. And uh, there are indigenous people there called the Tao people, T-H-A-L. Mm. And they're famous for dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they okay. hold hands when they dance. And they have very colorful uniforms. And they don't look like they're from Taiwan at all, but they're original Taiwanese.
0: It's sometimes called aborigines. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a term in Chinese called the ben-ben. Ben Ren, like original people, they call mm-hmm. it. So uh, what we did was we saw a show or saw kind of a demonstration. It was pretty. Uh, but then later on, as the sun went down, all the participants, we had about 50 participants in this program, um, about 50 English speakers and about 50 uh, Taiwanese you know, <laughs> people. And we got together, and they just started to have like a dance kind of, a dance party. And um, – what was really cool is that the sun was come. It was kind of, it was outdoors. The sun was, uh, setting. And so the light was really beautiful. And what we did was we did sort of like a makeshift. We tried to copy the, uh, the dance that we saw earlier that day with the indigenous peoples, which is like holding hands. Mm -hmm. And then sort of like whipping around, uh, imagine like rows uh, or people holding hands. And then the end person is kind of whipped around a little bit. And I was, uh, I was holding this really small petite, uh, person from Taiwan uh in my right hand and she was at the end of the rope or at the end of the thing and I was so into it you know it's, here's the thing I am not a dancer when I start dancing uh, small animals start to escape you know that the theme in um in uh, Bambi when the fire happens oh, no. and all the animals are running oh no well actually it wasn't the fire it was me dancing <laughs> Oh no. As creatures start to escape. I, I swear, there, it's just something wrong with me and, and, and moving. So, uh, but I was, I felt like I, I didn't feel like I was the center. I was joining with people and we we're kind of moving around as kind of like a, as a team. Unfortunately, I got so into it that I kind of whipped her a little bit too hard. Oh, and no. so she, uh, at the end of the uh, whip, I, she flew. She, we, <laughs> our grasps disconnected and she skidded across the cobblestone and she wiped out and uh, of course the music kept going and it started to rain and then they kept going and i ran over and she's like i'm okay i'm okay and i could see her knees all cut up and bleeding and i felt so bad but you know, it, to be fair, um, she said she, at, later on she said she never even felt the pain because she was so happy to be dancing and it was so amazing. Oh, but well. I just can you imagine my joy and then finally <clears throat> horror as I, you know, could have caused uh, bodily injury to yeah. a, a local person. Uh, because I was so happy to uh, find I don't know if you dance. know this
0: but like in every Shakespeare um, tragedy yes they always have periods of intense happiness like a party right and they say without happiness without um without. To have true pain or right. tragedy, I get you it. need to have happiness because that's taken away from you. So maybe a juxtaposition. And perhaps that's part of your experiences that you had such a wide range in such a short amount of time.
1: It's one of those times when you kind of almost can be reflective and say, wow, is this really happening? Is this i 'm really enjoying myself. Is this really cool? And then also, is this really happening? Is she going to go to the hospital? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? no. But it was all really surreal in the entire event, and it felt like I was in slow motion man, uh, slow, slow motion land. Uh, it was really cool so and that was something that sort of again, to give you context, uh, this was sort of at the beginning of my travel. so this is when I was really young, and I was a student, and I was, uh, I was invited to go to this this, this event this, uh, this, this uh, you know, language program. And there are many more stories, and I will not say more. But th- this trip had, of course, a little teaser. I'll give you um, the, the one of the the previous president to the current president of Taiwan. His name is Ma ying He was my teacher. Oh, at that time. So that's a little story for another time. <laughs> who would like to go? Who would like to step <clears throat> in? a going? Are you going to get? Oh, it sounds go. like you're ready.
2: I'll go. I'm Just clearing my throat. <clears> throat> okay. <clears> throat> Um, So one of the places I really enjoyed was Antelope Canyon in Arizona. It's in Page, Arizona, to be more specific. Um, Antelope Canyon is just this gorgeous canyon that you walk deep into. So it's like pretty much an open crevice in the land. And you have to get a guided tour. And it's about like $40 for a guided tour. It's like an hour, hour and a half and you have to carefully walk down a ladder to oh. get inside the canyon. And once you walk in, it's just, like, so peaceful and quiet. Yeah. You can't hear anything. And Was s- there
1: water at the bottom?
2: There wasn't water. Okay. So that, uh, that area is known for flash floods. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So we were actually the last tour group that got let in because the rain rain was going to start soon. Mm-hmm. And it can just get, like, com- the whole crevice canyon can f- get filled up in water in less than a few minutes. Right, wow. right. People, so can they, yeah. like, people
1: can die. Yeah. People can die. Awesome.
2: Exactly. So then when you're walking through the canyon, you can see, like, emergency ladders, like, placed on the sides. Oh, no like, way. rope ladders, like, just in case right. something happens. Right. Um, but it's just so beautiful. It's like different shades of orange inside. Mm-hmm. And the way the light hits it, it'll be like brighter, darker and it's um, almost
0: like if you could manifest wind.
2: Yes, yeah, so it was red created rock. by mm-hmm. it was actually yeah. created by wind and mm-hmm. water combined. So it's very fine sand. Yeah. So there's like a breeze that always goes through the canyon and you there's like little Pup, like yeah. little sand, like goes on you. So you kind of have to like shake off all the sand when you get out of the canyon. But that's your souvenir, right? Yeah. You get that's the, your the
1: souvenir.
2: Sand, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's just gorgeous and. It's famous for lots of famous photos. National Geographic posted it on their cover of their magazine, right. as well. So,
1: Katrina, can I ask you sure. when you decided to go down here? And you, they probably told you, "Oh, flash floods, be careful." Did you ever at all think about, "Oh my gosh, uh, this could be the, this could happen?" Did you ever fear for your life down there? No. So, how? how so, how about the mood of others? Were they all similar? To this.
2: Yeah, I was actually surprised of how many children Hmm. went down there, because you do have to take um, a pretty steep and narrow ladder to get down, so I wouldn't recommend children under five (laughs) to be there, because it was, like, we would have to wait on them to get down the ladder, and they're crying, they're scared. So, but it's just so gorgeous, and you trust the tour guides. Like yeah, they don't want to risk tour, their lives. If you're
1: doing it on your own. Yeah, it's that's like different. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I can imagine a crying baby in that tunnel in that canyon area. would yeah, be really loud. Yeah. And even the parents would be really super embarrassed.
2: Yeah, but overall, it was, it was great. It's cool. Um, and there's like, you have to kind of walk line by line. You can't walk side by side because uh-huh. it is pretty narrow. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's gorgeous for sure so and that whole area actually it's in page arizona and antelope canyons like one of the main attractions there but it's a great place if you want to see other national parks oh yeah because it's super close to horseshoe bend powell lake or river powell lake river lake powell lake powell Yeah. yeah that one and then the Grand Staircase National Monument, which I guess has beautiful waterfalls. Yeah, it's
1: like a scare- staircase of waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: then Zion National Park right. is pretty close to there, too. So it's a good stopping point to just stay for a few days and just hit all the major national parks.
0: Wow. What season did you go in?
2: <laughs> I went, recall? it was Father's Day. So that was June, isn't Father's Day?
0: Was it extremely warm? It was, warm, or was, it it was it?
2: really hot. Yeah. Okay. It was really hot, but I guess summer is known for flash flood warnings. Oh. So it isn't the best time to go? So
1: it's really hot and flash flood. R- yeah. <laughs> so like so I it's said, hot we were, and dangerous. What yeah. a great conversation. Right when we
2: entered it started sprinkling. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then they like would call, you know, the weather to see. Right. The, you know, to see if it's okay for us to go or not.
1: I remember I mean I would always go to the desert in fall or spring just because it's cooler. But the, the springtime is crazy beautiful. Have you ever seen like the desert flowers in spring? Mm-hmm. How they're like like one millimeter high and geometric. If you have, to, you almost have to go on your hands and knees to look at them. <laughs> They're so small. It's amazing. Yeah. But anybody going to the desert uh, for a winter, spring, well, spring, yeah. fall, and if you, and if you want to have dangerous, if you're on a heat
2: wave, go during the summer. But it was just so crazy how once we got out, it started raining.
1: Oh right. Oh wow. So
2: we were like, like right on the cusp. Of, like, when something could have happened. Right. Um, And as we were driving back to our hotel, our hotel was, like, kind of far away. It was back in Nevada. Ooh. And we were caught in an awful storm. Right. It was just pitch black. Like, you could see people... Like, going, pulling to the side of the road because they were scared or waiting waiting it out. out, Raining like crazy. My dad's just laughing, thinking this is so cool and funny. Me and my mom (laughs) are so scared because there's three lightning strikes next to us. Right. And then one of them, like, you know how you can usually count the seconds? Uh Like, between the lightning and thunder. So, this one, it was just like a crack, like a whip right next to our car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is it. Like, that drive was so scary. So... So you want to see extreme weather? Thanks,
1: Dad. <laughs> Go during the summer.
2: But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's one of them.
1: Excellent for contrast. Do we have contrast? Actually, here?
0: you know what? I have a. I had a small <laughs> list, but just because uh, you mentioned an, the antelope. What's it? Antelope called? Canyon. Antelope Canyon, and you mentioned f- wildflowers. Oh,
2: make reservations in advance, by the way.
0: Okay. I am going to go with a combination of those okay, three. right on. Uh, this I originally wasn't going to go with this, but um, this is a time and space thing, and this is why sometimes. Oh God, there's two of them. But there's uh, there's time and space, and the reason why I say it's time and space is because. Certain years you can see them, certain years you can't. Oh, and wow. I'm going to say um, Antelope Valley, going with your Antelope Canyon, uh-huh. um, Antelope Val- Valley, uh, Valley California Poppy Reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you are – so California, every once in a while we have like essentially like a five or ten year rain or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, we have – This is California. It doesn't rain in general. But once every three or four years, we'll have a really good winter rain. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to have a good winter rain, we have amazing Amazing wildflowers. And one of the most amazing wildflowers is the orange poppy. Mm -hmm. So there's something called Antelope Valley, California Poppy Reserve, (coughs) which is kind of (coughs) a Los Angeles kind of area. You go over there and make sure you go during a weekday because on the weekends it it's gets crowded.
2: crazy. Oh, yeah. oh, it's
1: so crowded, <clears throat> you can't even get in.
0: <laughs> but you go to this area. Um it's actually um it's a uh, state natural reserve and you'll just see rolling hills. Just these beautiful rolling hills. And then of course on rolling hills you have the green fla- the green parts of the flower, but you just see orange yeah. flo It's just like <laughs> Orange yep. everywhere. Right. And it's just the most amazing thing yeah, to see in person. Yeah. Um, and there's only maybe about a two-week window, a three-week yeah. window. So if you hear California's having good <clears throat> rains in Southern California, you really got to come out and see our wildflowers. So you will come into, like, there's wildflowers in Irvine and Newport right. Beach.
1: Right? Yeah. Have you ever noticed that, you know, because it doesn't rain around here in Southern Cal, uh, that after the rain... Um, just that day after the rain everything looks so much better like, oh, everything yeah. is so clear Fresh. and clean yes yeah, because it pulls
0: all the smog out right of the and, just,
1: air it, and, and, and takes the dust off of everything and just everything mm. looks brighter and fresher and cleaner it's just and really it smells, pretty it, has, it smells has it's good. a different smell yeah, too yeah,
0: yeah. so I, i'm actually going to make this a twofer two for just because <laughs> um even though we're going with three the other thing is that i've gone to japan a couple times and one of the times i went i actually accidentally made it during sakura
1: season, oh that's super
0: cool which is cherry blossom season and hmm. you know i purchased the tickets about a year ahead and when i purchased the tickets you know it's like okay it's roughly going to be in that time period right
1: and were you planning that though were i you was tr- not planning because okay, it, it that sounded like you were
0: well it actually had happened it's my daughter's uh spring <laughs> break okay and so it's just like, oh, well, that's right around Sakura season, depending on the year. So, as we, so as I, it's like, oh, I knew it's around then, we'll see. And then as the months went by, I started looking, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. And they have forecasts a couple months ahead of when Sakura season's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. when we like two to weeks or three weeks before, depending on how cool it is, they'll if it's too cool, they'll they'll won't bloom, they'll take a little bit they'll delay a bloom. If it's warm, they'll bloom early. And it just happened the week I went. Sakura season oh, happened. So cool. And you never realize in Japan, in Tokyo specifically, how many <laughs> all all trees in tokyo must be cherry trees i mean (laughs) they are everywhere and i have photos kind of like the um the poppy fields where it's just full parks i mean it's it almost looks like it's computer animated that you just have fields of these beautiful white cherry blossom trees and every all the trees are white and it smells wonderful and Mm -hmm. everyone comes out and they put their blankets out and they sit for the day and they enjoy the cherry blossoms
2: that's awesome
0: the best another half of that is towards the end of the week it started become towards the end of cherry blossom season in tokyo that's when all the cherry blossoms start to fall off of the yeah. trees start
1: to drift yeah
0: down, and that's kind of cool right which is now you have cherry blossoms and it looks like it's snowing yes <laughs> oh my
2: god so
0: it's just like and also um you know with this kind of juxtaposition between this you know clean orderly city and it, it's just something amazing and one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen so if you have a chance in your lifetime i rarely say this everyone should visit Tokyo during Sakura season.
1: It's, uh, there's a term for it. It's oh. han- hanami, which means flower viewing. And it's the traditional custom of enjoying the transient beauty of yeah. the, the turning of the flowers. And as you said, you saw them when they, when they blossomed, mm-hmm. and then you were able to see them as they were falling. And it's like two different kinds of uh, stages. Yeah. But it's so beautiful. Like, it's, it's so transcendent. And it's sort of like... Very Japanese to sit there and go, it's very transitory. Like yeah. They really value things that are temporary, and they dig it. They mm-hmm. think that's okay. It, goes it makes away, it more it's precious. Okay. Yeah, It's right. more
0: precious. It's not like something that you can own. It's something that you get to borrow right. in a certain mo- space and time. So.
1: And it makes you kind of feel like you're special, too, because you're in that kind of space. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got the rain right yep. before. You got that little realization that you could have, you know— you yeah. <laughs> could have gotten waterlogged and, and for me there was the the, the timing of the rain and yeah. people skidding across Sometimes it's all about timing. Yeah, so. it, I think all of my stories are all about timing, I think. Uh I'll go I'll go with one that is uh, also quite old but uh pretty profound. Again, uh I was in uh this was um many many years ago. I was on a train, a third class train going from Shanghai to to Shenyang, which is like, like the middle part of China, maybe to the way north part of China. So it's a it's a it's a very long, like multiple, like t- dozen hour, uh, train ride. And we didn't have seats at, for the first twelve hours of it. Oh we God. were oh. we were standing, and it was so crowded that you didn't have to like use any energy. Oh gosh, you just, just kind of lean on, on everybody else's friction. Oh no! And um, I, I, for some reason, I brought a guitar <laughs> along with my suitcase. Um, and so something
0: here, nice and non bulky. Right, right.
1: So I would stand up the guitar, <laughs> you know, put my arms folded over it, and then I would uh, kind of sway with the with the train. Some people <laughs> said, I mean, I thought, why isn't anybody sticking their heads out the window? Because it was so humid, right? And I would yeah. go and I'd stick my head out the window. Nobody was doing it. And then I came back in, and one of my friends said, started laughing at me because I had soot all over <gasps> my face. And because this is in this is in this is a long time ago. What? So this is a third class train from Shanghai to when they were Shenyang. coal trains. Yeah, probably <laughs> when they were. Oh my what, gosh. what year? What year was it? This was in 1989.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 They yeah. were they were actually uh, steam trains that were coal powered. at yeah. The time. Yeah. So, I was on one of those as well. It's like what the heck?
1: So there I am. And um, but the the thing that was after a while uh, we did people were leaving and people would get on and. It was as soon as a person left a, a a chair, we would grab it and sit. And eventually, we all got uh, places to sit. Uh, Twelve hours in, and I mean, there's <laughs> there's so many stories, but a lot of it was just like just just wondering when is this going to end, or just like like just a holding period, like just waiting and not really enjoying the countryside and not being able to see anything but just. And then uh, the the train station, the train cars had. Um, the train cars had speakers that were in in intermittent in the uh eaves of the of the of the roof or ceiling and this is before the smoking was a bad thing, so everybody was smoking. there was a layer of smoke that came down about a foot down, like you could see the fog of the smoke. but you would see the little red light where they would be piping in uh chinese uh um, music. I guess it was your kind of mood elevator music. And it was cool for me. I mean, for me it was all new, so I said, oh, that's cool. But then, like in the night, it was really late, and people were awake, and people were not sleeping, so I pull out my guitar. I had some space. I pull out my guitar. It was a classical guitar because uh, it was light, and I figured I, 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 um, it's easier to carry. So I pull it out, and I just started doing... I like to play instrumentals, so I just started playing some instrumentals, and some of them were not really known pieces, just stuff that I was messing around with. And I uh, my my buddy tapped me on the shoulder. And I was lost in my own world trying to just enjoy <laughs> just playing. And I look up. And I was playing very softly, too. I wasn't playing very loud. Uh, he he tapped me on the shoulder. I look up and the entire train was staring at me. <gasps> Not just the people in front, but people way in the back were like, it was like as if I had a, I was doing a concert and they were just quiet and they were all staring in my direction. It was like as if I did something really wrong. Like you
0: had an extra head.
1: It was really, really, really (laughs) uncomfortable. I look back down, and then I hear little, like, um, people were turning off. They had little buttons for volume. They were turning off all the local speakers so that they didn't have to hear the background music. And then I continued to play, some songs, and I jammed uh, a little bit here and there. I didn't sing, of course. I just did some stuff. And there was no clapping. There was no, like, like concert vibe. It was more like watching. Like, what's this guy going to do next? And um, what was really poignant about this and talking about juxtaposition is after that, I played a few things. All of a sudden, I hear this screaming from outside from another car. And there was a woman this, like, really petite woman, and she was so thin that I guess she was thin so that she could knife through and, like, slide <laughs> through the crowd. And mm-hmm. she would cut through the crowds, and she had a uniform on and the helm, that you know, that cap, and then all those, like, badges and, you know, the things that made her look very official. And she had a whistle, and she'd blow the whistle, and then she'd come into our cabin, and she reached up and turned on all the, uh, the speakers back on, full blast. And then all that music came dr- droning down. And then um, it was sort of like a cue for me to go, okay, Raj, it's time for you to stop. Like, <laughs> you're, you're gathering too much attention. So <laughs> I, I slowly just started putting my guitar away, and then I looked at the people, and I could never forget this. It, people just sort of l- stared and then slowly went back to their business and just started to look away um, and did not <clears throat> impede or get in the way of this woman's <clears throat> authority. Yeah. And this is, of course, is, this was China in 1989, and so at that time, uh, the people were docile or
2: yeah.
1: uh, expected to follow the line, and so I had a very, very complex feeling of um, first relief that I was able to play, and then a little bit of joy that people were listening, and then Frustration and anger and self righteousness a little bit. I was like, "Why is it like this here? Why is China like this?" And I got all like young and hot-headed. And then I just kind of chilled out a little bit because I just also saw that the people, these people, are real and they do enjoy beauty and they do enjoy something that's um, uh, not comfortable. And yet there are still some that would cut that off. Yeah. So I, I was very, very like <clears throat> I wrote in my journal that I was just writing is like. In between all my anger outbursts, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of interesting and a little sad, but this is very poignant.
2: So the worker, she never told you to speak? She never looked at
1: me directly. She just turned on all the speakers and then went to the next car. She didn't even engage me at all. No, Um. no. This train ride, uh, when we have a, a podcast on... Like Indiana Jones esque um, antics. Uh-huh. This is the same train ride. I'll, I'll mention again. So the, story, the stories there are insane. It's not beautiful and it's not picturesque and it's not something that we would use for this podcast. But yeah, I'll keep it, I'll keep it in mind for another one. But you'll hear this train story come up and again and again. Oh, gosh. And again. I got
0: train stories. Yeah, that's awesome. Same. The same train. We were probably on the same train, my friend. Oh, that's awesome. That was that's you? Awesome.
1: Yeah, it was. That ah,
2: was you playing music? Yeah. That's funny.
1: Um. Great. Well, uh, Katrina, do you have uh, a yeah. story in, the, in your?
2: It's so um, another beautiful place. Um, for me, it's magical. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Big Sur. So, oh, I was uh. going to say it's Disneyland, but no, <laughs> Big Sur. It's yes. Uh, Big Sur. It's um Central California. I think it's like um. 40 miles north of Big Sur is Carmel, Mm -hmm. about, I think, 40 miles. But um, Big Sur is just such a beautiful place to kind of get away from everyday life Mm -hmm. and just to unplug. There's no cell phone reception, Mm -hmm. so you're pretty much out there on your own. And it's just like the one road, Pacific Coast Highway, PCH, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one lane going each way. Then you, There are some houses there, but very few. Maybe one or two restaurants, that's it. And there, um, they have lots of campsites there. If you do want to go camping there, you kind of have to do six months in advance, reservation.
1: Yeah, it's hard.
2: And when I went there with my boyfriend, I mentioned this spot before when we lived in the Vida bus. We... Wanted to go to a campsite, but we didn't know they would be so booked. So I guess there's a law that allows you to just pull to the side of the road and Mm. camp. But then I was reading other things saying that's actually not legal. But we didn't get in but trouble. But tolerated. Yeah, I think it's
0: not legal, but, but tolerated. tolerated.
2: Yeah. So so many people would just pull to the side of the road and like build up a campsite. Oh no way! Or so sleep is, in is in this is your car. VW
0: bus. Yeah. Okay, part of you. Oh, so yeah. we just
2: you know stayed in over. our bus. Yeah, right. and pulled over. And like I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh gosh, like how about the cops come? But no one came, and it was great. But it's just there's this um, one fall called McWay Mick- Falls. And it's an eighty-foot fall that just like so beautifully just drops down into the ocean. No way! And it's inside a cove, and it's just so peaceful and gorgeous. Like me and my boyfriend just sat like at the top of the side of the road where you could see everything, and we just like had a picnic, mm. just like watched the falls. And you can't go down there, um, only by boat. I guess there's stories of people who tried to go down there like and then swim or climb. Uh by boat, okay, like, go in, and like okay. some people would try to go down there by um climbing down on the cliffs, but then they would get stuck, so they'd have to get helicoptered out, <laughs> oh, no. and there's also like the water comes in pretty quick, like high tides, right. so yeah, not it's nice for viewing at a safe distance, but it's just so gorgeous. And then oh, they also have that famous Bixby Creek Bridge mm-hmm. that's, like, very famous. Lots of people stop and take photos. It's an old bridge that...
1: Does it um, have, like, a roof on it? No. Oh, okay.
2: But um, it's just on the coast, and it's, like, beautifully... You can get the picture of the bridge with the coastline and the mountains at the same time. Oh, that's good. That's and it's good. really nice architecture. So, yeah, Big Sur. just And now it's, like, a really nice spot to do retreats like most people just go and do wilderness retreats and hikes and stuff
1: did so. you ever go down to this, the coast or is it just still on the side because the, the the freeway bisects you know like the coast mm-hmm. from the, the the tree-ish stuff did you
2: in Big Sur we didn't go okay. down to the water because we were like PCH is kind of above it okay. and it's kind of a hike down
1: there's a place called Pfeiffer Big Sur hmm. State Park okay and it it's on the other side it's on the coast side so like the trees go right into the ocean oh nice and what's cool is it's kind of hilarious is that it, um, my friend was there and you know I don't know if you know the old school um, I don't know maybe Zen you know this the old school Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston yeah and when he discovered spoilers the uh the uh, Statue of Liberty half stuck in the coast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "They, I can't believe they did it. And he's pounding the sand. <laughs> well, this beach looks just like that kind of beach. Oh, and that's then my funny. friend did the entire scene of the Charlton Heston scene right there <laughs> pounding the sand. It was, I was like, man, I wish I had thought of that first. But, oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But beautiful. Yeah. Pfeiffer, our Big Sur, is just, it's, it's its own thing. And there's
2: no lights or anything, so it's, right? Dark. Super dark, yeah. It's just you hope you have a flashlight.
1: Yeah, right. Cool. All right, Zen, come on. You don't know want okay. I'm I gonna
0: look at where's my list. Okay, <laughs> I had chosen three places, <laughs> and I'm yeah. only gonna use one of them. But every time you guys talk, yeah. I come up with oh yeah, yeah right. oh yeah, oh yeah. So what I was originally gonna do is talk about Vancouver, east, of ta- east coast of Taiwan, right. And Alaska. Right. But um, <laughs> we'll see if I use one. This is because of you, <laughs> Katharina. Oh, um, sorry. I am a car enthusiast, um, so I like to – actually, I just like to drive cars, but at the same time, I autocross on the side, and and I have friends who are racers. So it's it's neat to be able to get a, have a vacation where you kind of combined all your interests. Oh, wow. Um, so this is not a performance car driving story, but it is a story about um, if you have a chance I, – I think spring is a good time to go up – PCH, which is Pacific Coast Highway, which is the beach. It's a small road that goes mm-hmm. along the California coast. Yeah. Um, take it from essentially um, north of LA. Yes. And go all the way <clears throat> up to Carmel. Yes. Okay. And it is not a performance driving experience because it is a essentially. There's good parts of the road that are only you can only go 25 miles per hour Yeah, it's just because it is so twisty and it's up and down but it if you have a convertible <laughs> it is the most enjoyable drive you'll ever have really? it's this combination of you get the beautiful sun um, you're constantly there's elevation changes high low high low and in a convertible, you get temperature changes. Okay. So the thing is that one one moment you you go into a, like a little section where there's a bunch of trees, and then all of a the temperature will drop ten to fifteen degrees. Wow! And then also you get the smell of the woods. But then you come around the bend like one minute later, and then you're back onto like a sunny part of the coast, and the temperature changes wow. and the smells, the ocean smells, and then of course the beautiful, beautiful colors and scenery of the ocean. And the beaches, and it's just a fantastic view.
1: and when you when you take you and your family out or on your, I mean, this is not,
0: before kid, but yes. But
1: well, well, anyway, you know how uh, anywhere anytime you are you the driver, are you the main driver of the of the yeah, family most of the time? And well, yes. Do you do you sometimes like regret that because you don't get to look out the window? like you're describing um convertible life like mm-hmm. convertibles i never thought of it because i would i i took that trip mm-hmm. not in a convertible i did not experience any of those things because i was so f- concentrated on the road I would steal glances and that that was beautiful enough but not like the way you described it you know I was actually
0: the driver and I was able to because the thing is the road is so winding that sometimes you're winding and you're turning and the thing is you You can see you're you're forced to see you're looking ahead and you're seeing all this as you of course you can't see it left and right as much but when you're driving because it's curving so much you get to see a lot of that you experience that and because it's such a slow road because it's so curvy and up and down, right. lots of parts are going. I mean, talk about our drive that can take seven hours from LA right. and turning it into fourteen. That's to how it can fourteen happen, to twenty. Yeah. Um, but it's totally <clears throat> worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's truly where the destination is a secondary thing and it's right. the journey going there. Right. Um, and then also, if you're a driving enthusiast, just you know, you're constantly going full lock on the steering wheel, left and right, left and right, left and right, which is a lot of fun too. Wow. So, um, that is something I highly suggest in a convertible. Mm-hmm. And if you have a convertible, um, the other place is, I mean, it, you have to experience it like Yosemite.
1: Uh,
2: oh my gosh. You're know, somebody
0: yes. in the convertible. I mean in a convertible. In like, a convertible. Okay. I mean you're know, some like obviously it's beautiful hiking and those types of things, but <clears> I I like taking a l more views than just a singular spot when I'm right, going to a place like right. that. And with um the same thing is like when you're going through the redwoods or the sequoias yeah. and you're driving through them and you look straight up and just to see these. Uh, just like, yeah, you can't even see right.
2: the top. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're in the middle of this wood missile field, or for yeah, like
1: yeah, a exactly so that's how it needles, right? <laughs> yeah, you totally inspired me. I'm going to try to do that once, just to try to convertible, because I've always I borrowed a, my my friend's uh, what's the, the Mazda Miata, mm-hmm. the old the original old one, yeah. and I she let she needed a car that drove normal humans, and so I, I traded for a day. She let me use her Miata, and I and then <laughs> I gave her my coupe. And I drove the Miata to graduation, like uh, one of my school's graduations, and I felt so different. It was excellent. Yeah. Convertibles are so cool.
0: Yeah. It it really makes a driving experience a different one. However, and that's why I don't know if you Notice I mentioned the season. I specifically yeah. said spring. Yeah. Is that actually in California? Um, convertibles actually can get a little bit hot during the summer. Yeah. I actually keep the top up for the three summer or four summer uh, months because of the here. heat.
1: Because of the heat, some people think, "Oh no, summer can take, take it down." But that's when the sun is burning your hole in your yeah. head.
0: Yeah. Fall to spring are oh, the wow. best. Time. Even in winter, it's just put the top down, turn on the heat. It's right. great. But during the summer, it's actually a little bit too intense for me. Yeah. yeah,
1: maybe so. summer only like when the sun goes down and you hit, yeah. you know, you sunset. get down yeah. sunset times. Yeah. When sunset well, times anywhere the thing driving
0: around when the convertible with the sunset oh come on that's <laughs> <so good. laughs> like on the coast it's like it's amazing we are very
1: biased here the sun is the best on yeah. the west yeah
2: it's and the- i have to say this is my first time ever seeing it but i went to san clemente last weekend and they have the most gorgeous sunsets. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's the same but it's sun, like, but I don't know what they do. Yeah, I don't. If I don't they know if it's it the curve of the beach or like the way the light hits the ocean, but I've never seen that color orange yeah. in my life, and it goes to like different shades of orange. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I guess it's like a normal thing in San Clemente that they just have these beautiful sunsets. Right. So.
1: We could have just picked a sunset anywhere we travel. I mean, can we just say that wherever we travel around the world, whenever we have that chance to see a sunset, it's one of those things that's a micro joy. It's like a super cool experience, yeah. I would say.
0: Have you guys Let's... ever seen an old movie called Um Running Scared? Okay. It has uh Billy Crystal and I can't and Gregory Hines. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? So, so this is uh, this. This will come back around (laughs) to the story. So, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines (laughs) are uh, detectives, or like, I maybe like uh, homicide cops who are living in Chicago. (laughs) And so they actually, who knows? It's a movie. Actually, had to go follow like uh, this guy, and they had to chase. Them all the way, the dude, all the way down to uh, Florida. Oh,
1: okay. And oh, so here's man.
0: two Chicago cops used to Chicago. And they're like, okay, now we're going to Florida for the first time. And they're in Florida and they're really kind of out of sorts. And they see a bunch of people on the pier and the sun's coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I remember and, this scene. And, and he's like, what's going on there? Oh, someone must have been killed. Let's go look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they God. go up there and everyone's sti- on the <clears throat> pier and they're like, um, What's going on? What are you guys doing? It's yeah. like, we're watching the sunrise.
2: That is too funny. And they're like,
0: why? <laughs> you know? and, and it's right. like, it's so funny how people appreciate things differently. Okay,
2: that, yeah. I thought there
1: was a movie, too, where it talks about, like, aren't you going to go see the sunset with us? Like, okay. like, okay, me and my friends in junior high, this is me being, me and my friends being really, really <laughs> stupid. Uh, we were said we wanted to go and see the sunrise at the beach. Mm-hmm. And we never thought to ourselves, our junior <coughs> high minds, we never thought that the sun does not rise in the west.
0: <laughs> it so, does rise in the west, but it just not rises over. The, so the so here we are, it's all
1: dark. We're on the beach, <laughs> oh, no. we're staring out over the ocean. It's like, man, it's dark. When is it going to happen? I said, hey, and then we're looking behind around. Us. We're like, oh, no. Hey, what's that? And then we're like, it the it, and we like hit, and we got so mad, and we started laughing, and then we went to McDonald's.
2: That's funny. I've
0: actually used to open up uh, franchises, which I've mentioned multiple times. But I was on the East Coast one time and watched the sunrise, and then I had to take a plane right. to back to California. And what did I do? I was like, you know what? This is a chance of a lifetime. Right, to see I went the same to the beach, and I was like. I'm um, watching the same sun come up over That's the ocean so cool. and yes. then come back to the other side of the United States to watch the sunset go in back into another ocean. That's super wow. cool. So I made yeah. a point That's of really doing cool. that.
1: And like when you fly internationally, sometimes you get that if you're traveling in the right direction, you, you <laughs> kind of chase the sun and you, it never gets dark. Or the
0: sun follows
1: you right. <laughs> yeah. the other way yeah, around. There's some really cool <clears throat> events like that. Yeah. That's so cool. Very
2: cool.
1: Okay, next. Is yeah, it my no, turn already? Is it, Am yeah. I going to go? Okay, well, so, so. I got. um. There's a theme to my stuff. There's always uh, something related to music or sound. There's something related to. Uh, were like you a, a hippie mood. in the previous life? <laughs> I, no, you know I didn't like hippies. I thought you they know. were just super irresponsible. Oh, and you're running around <laughs>
0: with a guitar and I mean no, I,
1: I, was, I was more like the uh, like the eight, like eighties rock kind of were you a like you two uh, like u two okay. and the alarm and all those guys and walking around with your guitar. So. Um, this one I did not have a guitar in, in fact I'm I'm having real withdrawals when I travel now because I don't bring a guitar and I've been doing a lot of searches for a traveling guitar Those a
2: ukulele so cool.
1: <laughs> And so I bought well, the only problem with you know what the problem with the ukulele is four strings it, yeah. it, it sounds like a ukulele yeah. yeah. And I love the sound of ukulele songs and I love is yeah. and I love um his music but I just never was into it. Now, mm-hmm. I will lie to you, or I will say I have turned full circle. Um, I bought a ukulele nice. for my wife, and now she lets me play it all the time, and I'm <laughs> super interested in it. I play all the stuff I knew on the guitar on the ukulele now, so I'm playing a so bunch I'm of so U2 songs on, on the ukulele, and I'm playing all this stuff that my daughters listen to on the ukulele. It's crazy. I've I learned can't help falling in love with you on the ukulele so it's all good but uh traveling i'm still looking for like a travel guitar something that's a guitar sounding thing um i was in a city and i I grew up in the suburbs so i grew up in a place where there was a lot of greenery you know rabbits ruled the world and it's sort of (laughs) where you don't hear a lot of the grimy you know life of a big city i didn't grow up there even though i was in new york city for five years as a kid but we just threw rocks at windows we didn't pay attention to stuff around us Um, and I remember very, very distinct, just being overwhelmed by the the, the mega city of Tokyo uh, the first time I was there. Uh, Tokyo, if you've ever gone and li- uh, visited New York City, visited a big city, you know that um, every city has its character, but big city is always the big city. It always has that vibe. But Tokyo is really bizarre, and, and Zen, you've been there. You could tell yes. me. I've been hey, there too. Oh, been you've been there. there too, Catherine. Oh, great. So um, it, to me... It's the quietest, biggest city I've ever been to. It has this kind of, kind of cleanliness about it, or something,
2: and very organized. It is no chaos, really. right?
1: There is chaos. There is a lot of motion, but it all seems to be running really smoothly.
2: Yeah. Organized chaos,
1: right? But <laughs> wh- I remember just uh, walking and probably getting lost and going from one station to a place I wanted to visit and i was walking down the streets and i just remember having my earbuds in and i was listening to uh, fall out boys 4th um, of july and that song i don't know if you know how it s- starts but the song starts it's sort of like a like a build it builds from something really mellow and it gets really loud and then finally it goes 4th of july and i i never did this before ever cuz i'm very shy when it comes to like public displays of emotion and i just when that crescendo of the chorus hit, I put both my hands up in the air like this, <sighs> going down the escalator, outdoor Here. escalator.
2: Roger's hands are spread Straight out. Spread out. Like out
1: he, yeah. Like <laughs> the <volume> receiving <laughs> the city into my like soul. An it was so I was so not myself because this would be I would never do this. And I feel even uncomfortable doing it right now on <sighs> the on the uh podcast where you guys can't see. But I did that and I was um just reveling in the song and, and drinking in the the lights and the motions and and uh, fireworks because there's a lot of fire, there's some words uh, uh, relating to the words fireworks. And to me, um, because my vision is not so good, you know, anything beyond a certain amount of distance looks like fireworks to me in the dark <laughs> in this city oh, at night no. because it just looks like <laughs> it's just spraying light everywhere. Oh, and I just felt just, um, I don't know, I just felt really like again in an element that wasn't really human it was pretty cool and surreal and very short it was very transitory and then when the song finished um it was another song and it wasn't the same and i just <laughs> continued to walk but that, just these little i have a lot of those i have a lot of these like crescendo type moments when i travel where um it may not be like staring in front of a lake and just wondering how amazing it is but just more just like something happening and then me kind of Getting into that like zone of experiencing something very very um, different or surreal. In
0: a uh, in a similar note, if you are using a convertible, driving a convertible through with Yosemite, music. you need to play Vivaldi. Just, oh. just saying. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which <That's> season? <laughs> huh? Which Vivaldi well,
0: season? I, I, I'll let you make that decision on your own. Okay. But I tell Spring you what, it, nice. you know, so. if you're going to play something like that, I mean, if you're going to go through the woods and mm-hmm. you're going to be running around in a convertible, right. it needs to be mm-hmm. some kind of a vol or some kind of classical music. Nice. I'm just saying. Nice. Good okay.
2: to
1: It's <laughs> good. I think we I think should with you, make Roger. a list. You should make a list and then just like your top favorite car cruising song.
0: We should make it like, Playlist. we should make a soundtrack. Right. Like, we'll, we'll, and we'll talk yeah. about a soundtrack, yeah. like a, a travel sound. We could
1: have a, a topic on cruising. Yeah, like cruising LA and what what to do and where to go, like La Siena go all the way down to Malibu. What that is such a play. great drive. Maybe
0: we should do a, tr- a drive. Yeah, we could do a live podcast <laughs> driving down oh, and, okay. and, and do describing it.
1: what we see. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Uh, the traffic.
1: Who's up? Oh.
2: Well, I don't know how you are on timing, but I want to hear about Alaska. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Uh, Um, we're we're at 50 minutes how about we make this the last one i'll talk about alaska for a moment so um i am not a cruise person um as you can might be able to tell through the microphone i am kind of a high energy person i am also kind of somewhere just constantly seeking knowledge so i Mm -hmm. have to learn so when i go on vacation it gives me an an opportunity to run out in the world and learn something about another culture even if it's ours
1: yeah, so you don't like moving hotels, necessarily.
0: I, it's a moving hotel room. However, right. um, I got bamboozled into it because my um, grandmother was having, I believe it was her seventy fifth birthday. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so she wanted the um, cruise. All the grandparents and all, uh, the grandchildren, everyone came, and we went on the cruise to Alaska. We went into Vancouver. Um, that's another story. Um, f- took the um, took a very large, beautiful boat up to um, up to Alaska. And uh, I, I I won't lie. I was drinking a little bit too much one night <laughs> along the way because you have yeah, a water. at sea. Yeah, you have. Yeah. You know, there's. You're at sea, and it's like okay. Um, you need to uh, do something. You don't need um, to drive. Yeah, I don't have to drive, and so I was drinking. <laughs> so the next morning, you know, also of a it's like uh, it's like. And it's like, okay, fine. Open up the door. And grandchildren So it's my sister's like, you got to come to the dining room right now. It's like, I'm not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, no, you need to come down. Everyone's eating breakfast, and you got to see something. And it's kind of like a movie. It's just like, it was one of the, you got to see something, and they walk away. So it's just like one of those things you see in a movie. You got to drag yourself out. Usually people tell you what you're going to go see. Right. So I go go down, go over, actually, it's up. To the dining room. And this dining room, uh, which I had eaten in the night before, had a 180-degree circular window. Oh, nice. And it it had, you know, (laughs) probably sat, you know, 500, 600 people or something crazy like that. And so I'm, like, going onto the top floor, and I'm going through the doorway, and the door's open, and it's, like morning and it's like god's flashlight you know okay, so, like right, after a, after right. drinking a whole night yeah. and it's god's flashlight as i walk into this dining room hall and I, my eyes are kind of cl- half open and half closed right, from right, the light, right. and as my eyes start to focus i'm like holy smokes look at that they had parked us in the center of a glacier <sighs> field wow and uh, it was 180 degrees of these white, blue glaciers as far as you can see. And probably the closest one was miles away. Uh, but you're wow. in the center of this glacier field. And so I go to the buffet and pick up some food. <laughs> and I grab some food. And I go sit down. And you're looking at this glacier field in it is so immense. You really realize how immense these things are. When you start to see the glaciers, um, the, the ice start to fall, and you're like, why is it flo- falling in slow motion? Right. It's like, oh, that's not falling in slow motion. It is just so big and so tall that it looks like it's, it's taking down. forever to yeah. hit the water. And you don't hear it. And Yeah, it was way out Until there. Until later. Yeah. And it's like, wow. wow. So it was just... Alaska is just and, and you know that's just one of many things yeah. but that was one of my memories Is just like sitting out there and just like the cool and you know like later on they went up i love it's just a cool chill mm-hmm. it's the smell of alaska if you have a chance um try to get onto a glacier some of that glacier water has been frozen for over two thousand years right. and i actually you know like people were like oh um and one of the women's the tour guys is like you know, you can also drink, and I pulled, I knew about this, I brought a cup. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I guess you knew about it. I started taking a cup and filling up the cup with water mm-hmm. and drinking the water because it was so pure mm-hmm. and so fresh. Yeah. And it almost had like a certain amount of, it had almost like a sweetness to uh-huh. it. And it was just some, okay. Yeah, um, of course. Alaska, even though, right even, even though I'm not a sit around and do nothing it is so beautiful it outweighs my need for learning
2: something that is crazy but you know
1: I think a cruise to Alaska is a good thing because yes it is I mean what are you going to do you fly in and you're going to be freezing and you got to jump in and out of the hotel anyway Mm -hmm. and you're kind of locked to that one hotel but on on a cruise ship you can go to the different ports Mm -hmm. stay warm jump out and go to the port go to go land and then come back in i think that's actually a pretty smart cruise
0: oh that's a way if you're going to go to alaska i think it's definitely the way to go um i do recall it was in the springtime did you see any polar bears uh no but i saw a ton of bald eagles yes have you heard you see these beautiful these old trees and at the very top of these trees you'll see it's like Why did someone put a helicopter platform on them? It's not a helicopter. These bald eagles will actually make nests that are about six to eight feet across. And so they're at the top of these trees. And it's like six to eight feet across. And you're like, holy smokes! And you're watching these. These birds are so big, they should not be able to fly, (laughs) you know? And they're just like, wow, look at this. I mean, because you've seen birds that big, but they are big, muscular. Yeah, well,
1: they go after goats and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on YouTube and type in goat plus eagle and (laughs) you'll be lost.
0: But these things are huge, and they're just beautiful. Yes. So, there's um, so many things to see in Alaska, and also there's, I lied, there's some things to learn about the indigenous people, and there's wonderful things. But, you know, definitely Alaska is something to go see. You know, you mentioned
1: eagles, and I just, I really respect Benjamin Franklin. You know, I thought Benjamin Franklin is a cool guy. He's one of the American Renaissance guys. But what did
0: he want our, right. st- our state yeah. bird to be, or country bird? The
1: country bird he wanted, not the bald eagle, he wanted the turkey, because oh, be the, no. the, the
0: eagle was too war, uh, too warlike. That's right. why he didn't want the eagle.
1: He wanted a turkey to be our national bird. Can you imagine no. a turkey being on our crest or no, something like that? You. So that's one area I think, Ben, man, I think you can, you just can't always hit home runs, man. <laughs> so, All
0: right.
2: Oh, man.
0: So do we want one more or should we just... No. So you want to save it for the next one? We next do time. Okay. Next
2: time. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you'd give us five-star on iTunes or Google Play. Also, if you let your friends know, we'd appreciate it. We'd love to have them be a part of our listener family. Want more travel stuff? Follow us on Instagram and or Facebook where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more. Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye.